So this morning, uh, this led to uh, this passage here about Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 26, where Jesus tells this parable about a seed. And sometimes, actually it's more than a seed, it's more of a parable about the kingdom. I mean, he says it specifically. He says, the kingdom of God is like this. And sometimes we wonder what's happening. Sometimes we wonder, when is the kingdom of God? When is the kingdom coming? When will I see it fully? Sometimes we wonder about the kingdom of God. Where is it? Why can't I see it in this situation or that situation? Sometimes we wonder, how is it progressing? Is it progressing? Is it losing ground? I wonder about this sometimes in, in, in the ministry that God has given to me. Sometimes I wonder, should I be doing more? Should I be trying harder? Should I be putting in more time? Sometimes I wonder too, should I be trying to make it happen? You know, I desire to see more people come to faith in Jesus. I desire to see more lives changed. People who maybe are addicted at, at this point in their lives and they begin following Jesus and their whole life changes. Or even people who are just struggling in life and you desire for them to begin following Jesus and everything begins to change. We desire to see these amazing things happen. We desire to see God's kingdom. Maybe some of you have questions like this. In fact, I know some of you do. Some of you are asking, where is the kingdom of God? Why can't I see it in this situation? Why can't I see it seemingly at all anywhere? Maybe some of you are praying for the conversion of a friend, someone that you care about, that you want to see them know this life in Christ. Or maybe you're thinking about fruit in ministries, whether it's ministries of your own or ministries of this church, desire to see more people coming to faith. Maybe asking the question, how effective are we? Well, this text is this parable from Mark's gospel, this parable of Jesus. It's good. I want to, to read it together this morning. Who would read with me? Actually, I'll read it. You can just read along. <laughs> he also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. The kingdom of God is growing. We believe that by faith. Often we don't recognize it. The kingdom of God grows in ways that we don't expect. Our culture is used to measuring things by how much power and how many numbers it has, how much increase. The kingdom of God is often works dis, um, differently than that, sometimes subversively to that. I've got this book on my shelf that um, um, was suggested for reading a few weeks ago or actually two months ago now when we were working through the BLESS series of how to bless people for the sake of encouraging them in faith. And uh, the title of the book is Slow Kingdom Coming. How the kingdom doesn't move as fast as we think it should. It doesn't move on our time. Sometimes the kingdom is even counterintuitive. I mean, think about how many times Jesus passed over the most powerful, the most well-spoken to make disciples out of roughneck fishermen and 
firebrands and people on the outside, people on the margins. The kingdom doesn't work the way that we think it should sometimes. Jesus tells this parable about an amazing seed. In the parable before this, he talks about seeds and soils. Many of us know the parable of the four soils, the rocky ground, the weedy ground, um, the ground where it sprouts up fast but then doesn't take root, and the good soil that produces a hundred, a hundred times more. In that particular parable, Jesus is using uh, the seed to talk about the word, I think the good news, the gospel. In this passage, though, he uses the seed, and I think he's talking not just about his word, but also ministry in a bigger sense. The ways that we bless people, the ways that we care for people, the words that we speak to, to people, the things that we do that demonstrate God's kingdom, that live out God's kingdom. It's interesting, too, how the seed um, knows. The seed, if you plant a seed in fall, it doesn't just start growing. It waits waits for spring. And yet if you plant that same seed in spring, somehow it knows. It begins growing. The thing is, we often, the the seed often begins growing in ways that we don't perceive. Plant the seed in the ground. And then you come back an hour later, nothing. You come back a day later, still nothing. Come on, seed, grow. The seed is smart and knows when it's supposed to grow. And it takes faith in that because the seed is imperceptible until that moment we see the shoot break through the ground. So often we wait, asking where are the results. We plant the seed and we're wondering, is it, why is it not growing yet? It's funny. I, um, <laughs> it reminds me of the way Shalem, my youngest son, the way he checks to see if the carrots are growing. You can imagine, right? Mom, can I see if the carrots are growing? <laughs> nope, not yet. And honestly, like the next day, Mom, can I see if the carrots are grown yet? Nope, still tiny. Sometimes we want to approach the kingdom like that. Is the kingdom growing? Let me pull it out of the ground and see. King- kingdom takes time. It's this amazing seed. It takes patience and faith. Here's the great thing, is that while we plant seeds here in this community, seeds are growing all over the world. I was thinking about, you know, sometimes we ask that question, what sort of seeds are growing? Where is the kingdom of God in our lives, in this community, in this church? I think about examples even just recently. I think about Gilles. Uh, we were talking about the Gospel Music Festival last week. 400 Christians gathered together to sing. It's a seed of the kingdom. That's some fruit coming through the ground. I think about the Beyond the Bell, working with kids from Redfish. And uh, last week, sending out a text to them and asking them, you know, uh, we've got kids camp coming up and there's still some spaces available. And having parents who... Uh, I don't think they've ever been here on a Sunday, (laughs) are sending their kids to come to kids' camp to hear the good news, to learn about Jesus, about how God loves them. Right? I think about, too, if uh, many of you, it's kind of unfortunately become kind of a 
piece of the furniture now, but out here on the wall where the coffee is, the wall of the children's, the, uh, children that we sponsor. You know, we think about how many lives that those pictures represent. Not just the kids, but the families around them. And how we sponsor children, we, you know, for us, it's, um, on our end, we can take it for granted. At least I can, I know that. You, know, you get a letter and a picture occasionally and, and you send the monthly money and the support for them. But then it's amazing when you hear the stories of what those, of who those children grow into be. There's this one story about a man, he was in Africa and he was sponsored. He grew up to become a doctor. A child who needed sponsorship, who his family was struggling just to provide for him. He grew up to be a doctor and he wanted to be a doctor so he could go back and help his people. Help other kids around him. It's this kingdom of God producing fruit. And the thing is, this is around the world. This is not just us here in Balfour. This is the kingdom around the world. People who come to faith and then their lives change. I think about some of you who have come to faith in this church. We've seen you baptized and how your lives have changed. This morning, we already recognized the Bailey girls and thinking about how when you first started here, how you've, the women that you've grown into and the ways that you contribute to God's kingdom in this church. I'm grateful too. I'm looking back and I'm seeing Elaine sitting right next to him and thinking about, you know, she's leading kids camp in a couple weeks. How amazing our teens are. Think about some of the other uh, young people who've come, who've grown up in this church. Even though their families, uh, if, if they even help this much by dropping them off, um, these women grow up to be faithful women who um, are growing in their faith and want to be involved in God's kingdom. The seed is growing. I know sometimes we think we want to pull it out of the ground like, like Shane, like my son. We want to pull the carrots out and see how big are they today. But I want to encourage you that the seeds are growing. Seeds are growing in this church. Seeds are growing in the churches, the covenant churches throughout the Kootenays or even all the churches in the Kootenays, all those who profess Jesus. Think about how the seed is growing across Canada in churches. See Randy here? How the seed's growing in your church back home. <laughs> right. Think about our brothers and sisters around the world. Churches in India, in China, South Sudan, here in Balfour. God is bringing his kingdom. I know sometimes we wish it would come faster and bigger and more obviously. But I want to encourage you this morning that the kingdom is coming. The kingdom is growing. I think about how the kingdom is even growing in our lives. Growing in our relationships. Relationships with our family. How the kingdom is growing in relationships with our, in our marriage. I think about how it's growing in our kids or your grandkids. Seeds that have been planted that you see little shoots coming up or sometimes fruit is already starting to come off. Or your health, the way God has healed. Or the way God has redeemed illness in ways you never expected. I think about how 
um, God has redeemed Tracy's illness, cancer that she had two years ago. And the way that she's able to encourage people, and I'm grateful for that. How God is taking seeds and growing them. Even the seeds of our faith, helping us become more faithless people. The kingdom of God is growing, unseen, slowly at times, in surprising ways. Now, I'm not saying it's always easy. It's not always rosy. This world we live in is broken. And I don't want to pass off any delusions that everything is just fine. Sometimes it can be hard to keep our heart in it. Especially when people we love have illness. Sometimes it's something wrong with their heart or cancer or mental illness. I think about the thousands of people across BC who've been evacuated from their homes. I think of political problems here in our province, in Canada, around the world. Things are broken. Let alone the poverty in places like Africa and Asia. The violence, persecution of the church our brothers and sisters who are dying because they will not renounce Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The world is broken and it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. It's not easy. But apathy is not our option. Don't lose heart. Don't take your heart out of it. And this is something that in North America is a real temptation for us to overlook things that are happening halfway around the world because things are so comfortable here. That's saying, you know, it's, it's not in my backyard, so I don't care. Or I just look the other way. Or I try to act like it's not happening. Let us never succumb to apathy where we don't care. But it's understandable to be discouraged. We have this deep longing in us. This deep memory of what it was supposed to be like. That we were meant for a garden. We were not meant for brokenness and sinful world. We were meant for a garden. We were meant to walk with God. To have this amazing relationship with Him. We were meant to live in a way that had no death, no sin, no evil. We were meant for a whole lot more than this. But rather than let the reality of what we were meant for break our heart, let it spur us on to not lose heart, to keep living faithfully, even when it's difficult, to keep choosing courage and faithfulness, even when that seed is still not um, shooting up through the ground yet. Or, when that seed has only grown this much and it seems like it should be this big by now, or it seems like it should be putting off fruit by now, do not lose heart. Remain faithful. I want to say this because it's not always easy. It's not rosy. Things are not perfect. Sometimes, actually, life can be pretty horrible, be pretty difficult. But do not lose heart. Remain faithful. 
despite the lack of results, you know, even if the seed is tiny or if the shoot is tiny, remain faithful and keep sowing seeds. And it's interesting as you hear this parable, um, the job of the farmer is to plant the seeds. It's interesting because the parable doesn't go plant the seed and then fiddle with it the next day and then water it every five minutes and then take the pH of the soil. It just says plant the seed. (laughs) The farmer, whether he sleeps or is awake, God provides the growth. This parable (laughs) is horrible for me. (laughs) It's so convicting because I want to make it grow. I want to take control of things. I want to make things happen. I remember years ago, we were at a uh, visioning uh, retreat with SLT, and my friend Tom, who's the pastor in Erickson, this was the text that we were talking about. Man, I was so mad. Tom, I want to talk about the things that we can do to advance God's kingdom. I want to talk about the programs we can start. I want to talk about how we can take initiative. And this parable was convicting me that it's the Lord who provides the growth. We have a faithful part to to sow seeds, to keep sowing seeds. But we have to rely on him in faith. It makes us rely on him. The kingdom of God is like a seed. We plant and God provides the growth. It's interesting in the text, um, it says, in the NIV at least it says, it grew up all by itself. And actually in the Greek it's automate, which is, sounds a lot like automatic, right? It grows automatically. It grows on its own. The Lord is the one who provides the crop. And it's a little bit ambiguous. At the end it says, he sends the sickle um, for the crop, for the harvest. And it just says, it's just the verb, and in the Greek you can imply the, the subject, so it just says he sends the sickle. It could mean the, the farmer, the, the planter, the sower. But this morning as I was reading it again, I think, you know, this sounds more like the Lord is the one who sends the sickle. He's the one who gathers up the harvest, which is even more convicting for me. Because <laughs> all our job to do is just plant the seed. We don't even... Um, even the harvesting is his. It's a challenging parable. And I want to be, you know, it's, it's a parable, so not to press it too far. There's other parables where it talks about our job, you know, us gathering fruit. But this is a good corrective to think that it's all on us. It's all on our ability or our skill or our technique. That we rely on the Lord. We rely on the Holy Spirit, not only to provide the growth, but to be the one who gathers up the fruit. So we do have a responsibility. We do have this diligence. There's a part for us to do to to diligently sow seeds. But ultimately we rely on God. The fruit is his responsibility. Not only the production of it, but the gathering of it. Now think about faith seeds that you have planted. Think about that just for a second. Some of the seeds that you have planted in your life. At least the ones that you know of. amazing. That's a whole other sermon of how we plant seeds sometimes. We don't even realize we've done it. Think about in lives people you know and care about. Seeds you've planted. Fruit that's grown from that. 
Think about even fruit that you've seen recently in people's lives. Ways that you've tried to encourage someone and they are encouraged. The ways that you try to help someone and they are helped. Think about some of the seeds that are still growing. Some of the seeds that you've just planted even recently. Think about some of the seeds that are still just a shoot and you're not sure how, what kind of fruit will come from them. Take a moment and just think about the seeds you've planted. This morning, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to keep sowing. Keep sowing seeds. Our role is to be faithful seed planters. Let the harvest, the hope of the harvest, spur you on. Let that, just the idea of God producing a hundred, a hundred full, let God, let that be to spur you on. Let that to be your encouragement. Think about the harvests you've seen. Remember those times and keep planting. The kingdom of God is like a seed. Keep sowing it. I'm really interested to hear this morning from you. I'm interested to hear fruit that you've seen. Stories of seeds you've planted.